Hey, sister friends. So I've got my water by my side. Got my gum parked on top of it because, you know, I don't want to be smacking during this episode. But I just want to share with you these next few weeks. I'm just going to start sharing my story. There may be a little overlapping. There may be some pieces and parts that I double share, but I just want to start breaking it down. And I don't want to make the episodes long, so I'm going to kind of chunk them out. So today's episode is going to be more of the moment that I finally surrendered, gave up the alcohol, and kind of the the pieces and parts that led up to that. So stay tuned. Here we go. Hey, sister. Do you feel stuck? Do you feel like you're living each day over and over on a loop? Maybe you feel like a failure because you keep telling yourself that today will be different. You wake up each morning hoping to do better, but when the afternoon rolls around, all your promises to yourself are shot. And society screams, you deserve to have that drink, eat that piece of cake, and scroll mindlessly through social media. Hi. I'm Michelle Porterfield, certified mindset and breakthrough coach, mom of three, former daily wine drinker, excuse maker, and promise breaker. Coffee's my jam, dry shampoo is my BFF, and I am so glad you're here. I have created this community to help you walk in faith towards freedom from alcohol and other strongholds like it. Together, we will work to show you your value, your strength, and your ability to overcome. So pop in your earbuds and go for a walk, or buckle up for your commute. Girl, get ready for straight talk and the truth, because it's time to elevate your mindset, develop healthy routines, and begin to thrive alcohol-free. Alright, so we've had some really good episodes of talking about some other friends' set-free stories. We talked a little bit about language and maybe some cognitive dissonance that has happened to you when you've struggled with trying to take a break from alcohol or completely give it up or just see if it was even an issue in your life. So what I decided to do is it's it's time. It's just time to break it down and start telling you a little bit more about my personal story so that you can get to know me a little bit better. So as you remember, back um, on my two-year celebration, was this August the 8th. So my actual final quit date was 8-8-2018, okay? So yeah, that's a cool sounding date. And I've talked a little bit about that before, of like how that's kind of just not a big deal. Uh, I kind of realized it actually the day, the morning of when I was writing in my journal. So just a little bit of backstory for several years I had come to the place where I just felt like my drinking had gotten a little bit out of control I guess a little bit into a place of like this doesn't seem quite right I don't like the way I feel I don't like how I'm thinking but yet I still kept going back to it so keep in mind that the battle of this mental obsession and questioning really can go on for a pretty long while depending on who you are and side note on all that that's a lot of the reason why I'm here in the first place is because I know that it can take a long time and I know that the journey can be very long and stressful and painful and confusing and frightening and isolating and just all the things and I'm not saying that by connecting with me and letting me shine the light and help you 
that you're not going to experience the experience of humanity, of the pain and the joy and the frustration. But what I want to help with is just to kind of like speed up the process and help you reframe and rename and repattern your thoughts and get this out of your life in whatever way that it works for you. I am by no means here telling you that, hey, you have to choose a quit date and then you're quit forever. You may be at a place where you're just like, you know, I just want to, I just want to reduce what I'm drinking or I just want to be able to be like, huh, do I care about this? Do I even want to drink? Do I not want to drink? So I just know for me, because of how it was input through different decades of my life and how I allowed myself to make it become a stronghold and even put it as an idol because it was that thing that I was going to for all my needs and all my wants that for me, the best decision was to take it out. Okay. So that's where I'm at. So it, wherever you are on your journey, cause I suspect there's people here that maybe can resonate exactly in this moment when I share where I was, what's going on. They're like, Oh my gosh, I have felt that feeling. And then some may be like, well, no, you know, I don't feel that disappointed in myself or struggling that much, but I am beginning to question it. So wherever you are is wherever you are. And let's just help each other go where we want to go. Okay. And sometimes that's the struggle is knowing that something is out there more for me, but not really knowing how to get there. So that's kind of where it started. I just began to feel like alcohol was very much in my face. It was very much a huge part of my weekends and then it become you know the celebrations and the things like that and then it just became a daily thing and it became like this is just what I do so let's just kind of encapsulate this part of the story so really what happened was I was just feeling I was just feeling stuck completely disappointed I had said okay I'm gonna quit drinking and this is over a span of let's just say probably a year is when this back and forth happened so when i quit it was not exactly like this is my first time quitting or this was these attempts happened within 30 to 60 days i would say that my attempts to remove it from my life were very much between a six month to a year process and when i look back now i thought oh if i knew now <laughs> Oh, excuse me. If I knew then what I know now, oh my gosh, it would never have taken me so long and I would be much further. But guess what? That's okay because I am here now and it's a beautiful thing. So I just decided to give it up. I was like, all right, this isn't working and I'm going to give it up. Well, imagine that, like I said before in the previous episode, imagine what my brain was doing. Because I was like, all right, I'm going to give this thing up because let's just say my reasoning because I had several different occasions and why. So I went through the whole, well, I'm going to detox. I want to detox and get healthier. So that's why I'm going to quit. And one or two days in, I'm miserable. I have a headache. I'm agitated. Everything that everyone does is bugging the crap out of me. And I'm just to my wits end. The kids are fighting. I'm just like 
completely triggered. I'm annoyed my, with my husband. It's just anything and everything that you can think of. The cashier at the grocery store looks at me funny. So whatever's going on on the outside, it's all because of what was going on on the inside. My unconscious mind was like, why have you not drank? You're feeling all these emotions and you're having all these triggers, but yet you're not doing it. And I got to where it was not only a mental discomfort of all that, I just physically just felt terrible. I just was just irritated and angry. And then so I said, well, there's, then I have to drink because that's the only thing I can do to relieve this. Because I didn't know then that part of the process was just filling it and writing, writing it out. I just was like, I don't like the way I'm feeling, so I'm going to drink. So those are my little like early days sort of attempts. You know, I would go one day and then I would go two days and then I'd say, well, I go three days, you know, stretch it over maybe Monday through Thursday. And then what would happen was I would do a lot of catching up to the weekend, right? What happens typically is when we refrain from drinking or even sugar and things like that. I believe the science is the same in the brain. And um, I can't point to where this is at at this time, but I have read things over time and I know that it's there and we'll even talk about it later if we need to, that then there's this extra urge, right? So I have, I have held off or sort of punished myself or deprived, that's the word, deprived myself. And so that when I finally get it, it's like, you know, hey, 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 here we go. So I'm sure that the volume increased. Well, I can say for me it did. I'm sure you've experienced it too. Let's just say you like cut out sugar and the next thing you know, you're binging a whole bag of M&Ms or cookies, whatever your thing is, right? So I would choose other things like, okay, well, my friends are doing this, uh, you know, fitness program. That's going to help. Or I'm going to just grip and try willpower. Or I'm going to count my macros. Or even possibly, like, if I log it in my fitness pal, surely by the end of the day, if I only have 150 calories left, I'm not going to drink because I know that when I drink, that's a lot more calories because I always poured more than six ounces. It was like whatever that big old glass would fit. And then what happens after I drank? Then I would get the munchies and then I would eat and here I am 2,000 calories over my goal. Okay. So this was what was going on in my mind. I was just trying all these things. And then it just got to a place where I was just like, just forget it. Nothing's working. I am so, I, I suck. What is wrong with me? Why in the world can I not get this thing? I have tried so many times. I can, you know, I do all these things. Like I know I do exercise. I go to work. I take care of my kids. Like I'm typically the most disciplined person, right? I had really labeled myself and identified with the fact that I was disciplined. You know, I can get the stuff done. Girlfriend, strong-willed. She is, you know, confident and I'm just going to make it happen. But I'm telling you that all that went away the deeper I got into my drinking. I did begin to lose my confidence because how could I feel confident and even trust myself when I couldn't get this thing? Like I kept saying, like, why can't I find something to figure this out for me? Or why can't I find this thing 
that surely if I take this supplement or if I try this diet plan, surely I'm going to be so excited about that, that that's going to fill the void and I won't want to drink. Or surely like somebody I'm going to meet is going to change the way I think, or they're going to save me in a sense of, I had probably three different therapists over the last three or four years. And I knew (laughs) that I always typically brought up the conversation of alcohol. I remember in the early days, like I didn't really like honestly say it. I was like, yeah, I feel like maybe I drank too much. And, you know, I was very sort of like, "Mm, let me talk about this a little bit and see what they say. Well, it would be more things like, well, you know, women are, you know, supposed to have only this or, you know, try to give it up for a period of time, see how you feel, journal, all the great things. There's nothing wrong with any of that. But then I remember getting to the place where the last time I um, worked with someone, like, I really felt like that someone inside of me, me inside of me, I guess, was just screaming like oh my gosh I'm miserable somebody come help me just help me I just I don't know what else to do why can I figure this out I'm just so disappointed I had become isolated I would choose not to go out just because I knew I wanted to be home to drink you know I told you this in an earlier time like I drew the line I didn't drive and I didn't you know put my children in danger as far as that goes it was just the fact that like everything I did was planned strategized and scheduled around me and my drinking and I like control yet it was controlling me I had allowed this thing that I thought that I could control And I thought that there was things that I could do to create control, but yet it had complete control over me. I was afraid and I just was, I felt miserable. So what happened after all these attempts and what happened when I finally came to the place? I would have to say it's complete surrender. I had a moment I was it was one night I remember sitting in the tub I had my glass of wine beside me on the tub there had been so many nights that I had gone to relax quotation take a bath have my glass of wine and this was probably after I'd already had three and I was just sitting there it was really dark I think there was just a little light from a candle drinking my wine and I felt completely hopeless completely hopeless tears were running down my face and I said God what is going on here why can't I figure this thing out like I'd been talking to him I'd been journaling I'd been saying I know you're the way I know that I can figure this out but what happened was I had truly never surrendered to him working through me. And sometimes you don't even really know how and like, what does that mean? But in that moment, I felt dark. I felt emptiness. I felt the weight of the world on my chest and my shoulders as I'm crying in the tub. 
And all I knew was that I cannot keep living like this. I knew that there was something more. I knew that this wine had had this, what I call stronghold. I felt like it had chained me up. It had allowed me to become someone that I was not. Someone that I was not designed to be. And I knew that if I didn't make a change, this was going to go to a very, very dark place. And it could be extreme consequences. And that day, God spoke into my heart when I was sitting in that tub. And he said, you got to give it to me. You got to completely surrender and let me work through you. So when I describe surrender, I just mean hands in the air. I got nothing. I've tried all the things. I've grasped at all the things outside of me. I've even tried to just hold on to me and my strong will. And I'm like, well, that's how God made me. He, he made me strong willed. But I had never truly said, all right, I'm stepping back. I want you to take me and work through me. Because for me, surrender's not giving up. It's not holding your hands up and someone coming and putting you back in chains and giving it, giving up to them. Surrender's giving over to feel the, the empowerment inside of me that God can only give me to give it over to him. Because I wasn't giving it to someone else, giving it to some other type of religion or some type of group or some type of other substance or um, quick fix or detox. It was giving it over to the one who created me so that he knows me inside and out and he knows exactly where to take me into the next step into that place into that place where i was made for more and that he's created me to be i finally took responsibility i took ownership and i surrendered to him and that was the day that my life was completely changed the next morning I woke up with a terrible headache, as usual, extreme brain fog, as usual, but I had something different in my heart. And I wrote in that journal, 8-8-2018, today's the day, Lord, and I wrote the word surrender across the page. And then that's where my journey began. Thank you for letting me share today. And you will be hearing from me a little bit more often, not just once a week. My goal is twice a week, and I really want to keep sharing these pieces of my story. So next episode, we will go back to the early days, a little bit more of possibly sprinkling a little of my childhood, talking a little bit about my teenage years. Then we'll talk about in the 20s, because that's really going to frame up some of the areas where I believe that even some of you, my listeners, are now. You may even have stumbled upon this podcast, or you may even be a daughter of someone 
that is in my um, other age group that has that will hear this and go, wow, I, I see this in my daughter-in-law or I see this in my niece to where I want to frame that up of kind of how all this got started and really when, when it took root in my 20s. And then I've already shared a little bit about what came after and what came out in my two-year journey, but I also will go back and talk to you about all the things that I did try, all the actions that I took, the things that I would say that um, I would keep and work um, towards and help to guide you through. So I'm so thankful for you. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. And until next time, stay blessed. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. Every so often, I will read reviews and give shout outs. To dig deeper, join us at Set Free Sisterhood over on Facebook. I will pop the link in the show notes. And don't forget, if you know someone that would enjoy or benefit from this podcast, share it with them and take a screenshot and post it in your Instagram stories and tag me. It's time to take back our power, ladies, and be set free. Until next time, stay blessed. Michelle.